We good? We're back. Yeah, we're still here. Yeah, we've just been sitting in the same spot. <laughs> yeah, I know, weeks, right? It's just like, waiting for this time. Yeah. <laughs> so we do want to give a shout mm-hmm. out to our top supporters on Patreon. Ooh. We added a couple people last week, which is yeah. super awesome. Thank you. Uh, Allison. Brian. And then uh, two other supporters, Alan yeah. and Chad. Sweet. Great people, by the way. The best people. Yes. And Patreon's a great way to get some extra content. Mm-hmm. Extended interviews with some of our guests, interviews that haven't aired for different reasons, um, and a great way of communicating with us. But there's some really cool things there and some yep. some extra special things that yeah. come along with signing up at some of the higher levels, some, right? Some but swag. Yeah, for as little as $1 a month, you get access to a special little world just for special people. Mm-hmm. That's uh, patreon.com mm-hmm. forward slash look what I did. Yep. Cool. Uh, and... Our contest winner from this last episode. Drum roll. Whatever. Insert drum here, right? Okay. And go. No, wrong drum. That's not a drum. Well, it it fit with what we just did. So, uh, talking is a drum roll. (laughs) It is definitely a chance. Does that count? It's like a roll of the dice. Um, Matt Nixon. Good job, man. Yeah. Way to listen to the. Whole thing, hopefully more than once. He had the answer, not a guess. He did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to, that contest was so successful. Yep. I said we do it again. Let's do it again. All right. So if you listen to the break, we'll give you the mm-hmm. question that we're looking mm-hmm. for the answer to. You figure out where the break is. And then stuff will happen on Instagram and <laughs> plenty. You'll know what to do. We're on it. Cool. Uh, that being said, mm-hmm. Instagram is the best place to stay up to date on mm-hmm. the latest happenings with Look What I Did, with what's happening with our guests. It's probably the easiest and fastest way for us to communicate with you and you to communicate with us. Yep. But also, it's just a really great way for us to show you some photos and images of some of these creations that people mm-hmm. have. So definitely follow us at LWID Project. And that's on Instagram. Yep. And with that, love it. Um, Keely Wake. Oh, man. She was super cool. <laughs> I think like, we do this every time, too. I know. <laughs> I like, feel like I'm repeating myself, what? but it's just so many cool oh, yeah. people around yeah. us all the time. Um, she's awesome. a silversmith. She was one of those people, we say this in the show, but she was suggested over and over as somebody mm-hmm. that we needed to have on the show yes. and was on our short list really, really early on. Mm-hmm. But she is just the sweetest human being. Yeah, but I, 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 you have to collect them. How much would it cost to get a Infinity Gauntlet? <laughs> if you made a Gauntlet, custom wait. Keely Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. How many questions? Have, how many times have people asked you to make an Infinity Gauntlet? <laughs> well, I want to be the Infinity first. times. Yeah, yeah, Infinity. Um, so we can make this easy for you. We can just start Sweet. with who you are and what you do. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm Keely Wake. I am the owner and the artist and behind Flora and Fauna. And um, I'm a silversmith, an artist, mm-hmm. a mama. I have three boys. And um, yeah, this is kind of my world here. This is what I do. Is this what you do like full time? Like, this, this is, is my job. This yep. is the job. This Sweet. is it. This is my everything. So this is, this is 
this is really neat stuff. Yeah, I looked at like because you you just opened a new like web shop store. I thing, did. Right? I, I jump shipped on Etsy after like five years and was like, okay, I need to do my own thing now. So. Right. Yes. So I looked at some stuff on there, and yes, it's very professional and classy. Yeah. Aww, thanks. I looked at it. I, we've looked at you know talked about it a little bit before, and I jumped on Instagram and a little bit more like today is sort of like a last minute like looking again and i was just like oh well this is like the real deal oh, thanks <laughs> i like to be the real deal yeah. <laughs> no it's it's important to be it's alive super it's super awesome yes. all the I, there's a lot that goes into it there's there's definitely a lot that goes yeah. into it i'm big on i hand fabricate everything except for the chains uh-huh. so basically everything is made from sheet silver or gold or brass or whatever but yeah it's definitely a process where do you buy silver um, I get it. There's a a jewelry making wholesale company called Rio Grande. Pretty much anybody that makes jewelry knows about Rio Grande. Oh. It's like the the place where you order your things. So you just buy a giant sheet of metal, silver. Yes. And then cut out the. Sh- but then you have to tool it to get all it because you're doing all the texture. It's just a flat surface of right, metal. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So totally. Basically, like this. <laughs> I didn't know that I have to describe more things. Um, <laughs> this is a we'll have pendant. pictures. That is a pendant. Yeah, it's minus the chain. So right. it's, yes, it's a pendant. So it's off the chain. It is totally off the chain right now. Yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm a dad. Yeah. I stole Daniel's joke. Okay, so this is actually an auction piece um, that's going to go be in an auction tomorrow. It's um, it's an amethyst druzy and. Druzy, the term Druzy refers to a proliferation of crystals all in one spot. So it's all gemmy like that, right? Oh. Okay. And then it's set in sterling and fine silver with brass accents. And that's different than like, uh, I'm trying to think, like the rocks that you break open and it has everything. A geode. Yes. Yes. Oh. So Druzy is different than a geode. Um, There is Druzy inside of geodes, That all that pro. Proliferation. So this came from a geode? Um, no, this, could di- have, but this did not come from a geode gotcha. because this is amethyst. But um, similar formations of different minerals are inside of a geode. So you're saying I should have done more rock study before I came to this interview. I did not do enough <laughs> prep on my rock knowledge. No, it's cool. I mean, no, I mean... No matter how much I listen to Kiss, I will not be better. There's oh. my dad joke of the day. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Mine was still better. Yeah, that's true. See, we're more nervous than you. I super um, appreciate the dad humor. I really do. So. Good, because that's literally all we bring to the table. That's it. An actual literal mm. table. Um, so how did you get into making jewelry? Like, um, well, I've always kind of been obsessed with it um, mm-hmm. since I was a little girl. Um, so I've been making jewelry for 10 years. It's been my career for the last four and a half, almost five years. Um when I was little, I would, my mom had this jewelry box of like where she would keep all of her fine jewelry, right? Her cocktail rings and stuff like that. And they'd be like gold and just big blingy things. And I was so, I don't know, it was like candy to my eyeballs. I don't know. I would love it. And I would play with them and play dress up. And like my friends would come over and I'd be like, you get this one and you get this one. And my mom came home one day and she's like, what are you doing? Like I had all of her like thousands of dollars of jewelry out and I was just, I was obsessed with it. And so when I figured out that I could make stuff, I just started doing that. I've worked in many different mediums and it just has evolved over the last 10 years. Did you do stuff with metal before you got into jewelry making or did you 
like have to learn metalworking to make the jewelry? I specifically learned um, silversmithing, yeah, so I could make jewelry. Because I worked in other mediums first. Right. And I just kept kind of wanting to take it to the next level. So. And at this point, like, so, so I don't go through the rest of this conversation referring to it the wrong... Like, you would describe yourself as a silversmith or a jeweler, jewelry maker? I more? generally say silversmith. I mean, I don't only work with silver, but that's right. just kind of like my catch-all term. Right. Yeah. Oh. And then, but you have done and still sometimes do visual art as as far as like drawing paintings, Mm-mm. it sounds like? No, it's no. all just this. I do jewelry. I, I'm a hobby photographer and I'm also a writer, but as far as like the artwork this goes, is the, this is it. the thing. Oh. Yep. Gotcha. Matt is the... <laughs> I know, I, yeah. I know he's done some. <laughs> I see his stuff. Uh, so, and I'll have to apologize and say coming into this interview that you were a person that we were, it was constantly like, you've got to talk to the, her, you've mm-hmm. got to talk to her. And it because other people we've talked to as we started the, the podcast was like, I know this person, they do this thing, let's go talk to them. And it right. like, so it'd make us feel a little more comfortable. And, then, <laughs> and then, but you're probably the first person where it's like, I have no idea. I haven't really followed a whole lot. I did some research. So some of my questions are probably incredibly basic, but, uh, no, it's fine. It makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> okay, good. good. You're like, he's mediocre. Yeah. At this. We're, we're, um, we're not smart. Let's talk about people. something I'm really good at. <laughs> uh, so to be clear, we're always not as good at what we're talking about as the person we're talking to. I'm not even good at yeah. talking and that's my no, job. You're doing fine at digging a hole. Where did you, where did you go to learn silver smithery? So I will say that I'm primarily self-taught. I did take a, um, before I was a serious jewelry person, um, when I was in college, I took a silversmithing class just to, um, kind of keep my 4.0. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like one of the I was like, An "Oh, I'm just going to huh? take yeah, mm-hmm. but it's totally lame cuz they gave I got a B and it ruined my 4.0. <laughs> oh. I was really mad. Oh. Well, you showed them though. <laughs> yeah, really. right? I it's totally like, did. Yeah. The classic art story. I don't yeah. use algebra, but I will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, yeah, I I took a, like a one semester silversmithing class and then I was done with it and just kind of sorted away and then it just I used it later. All of a sudden, I guess it's my career now. For a lot of people, the thing that you want to do because it's interesting to you is generally falls in the classification of hobby. And you've taken this to the thing that you do for a living, right? Yes. To, like support your other hobbies of writing sometimes and yeah. doing other things. Um, when What was that transition? Like when did you – when did it become a viable option for you to like, hey, I think I can do this and I can – pay the bills with it well i mean if i'm being totally honest i've told i still i feel like i'm totally faking it like i'm just like um i started doing it when i so i moved here from california um four five years ago with Mm -hmm. my ex-husband and we were just kind of like i had just had my third baby it was four months old and i had a toddler and a teenager and i'm just like i don't know what I'm going to do because going back to work wasn't an option for me and so I just was like okay I'm going to see the jewelry thing and see how it goes and I just kept doing it and people bought it and so it just was like this snowball and I feel like I feel like I really didn't do it like it just happened I know that sounds kind of woo woo but (laughs) no I mean we've heard like because you're not the first person to say this thing just kind of, ha- I did it because I loved it. And then this thing, somebody took notice and liked it, you know? And I think the one through line we've heard uh, multiple times, that, and like even before we ever started doing this is um, 
I just did the thing I wanted to do. You know, I was just yeah. true yeah. to my vision of a thing. Yes. And that stood out above, it caught attention, you know, because it's yeah. a unique perspective on the world. Um, and I do think, you know, looking at your jewelry, it's not something where I feel like I'm seeing this on a regular basis being copied at a boutique or something like yep. it does very much have a personality and a style all its own. Uh, what drives your design process? Like where do you draw the inspiration for the things that you're making? Um, there's so many, um, <laughs> my neuroses <laughs> is a big one. Um, a, one of the, my newest collection that I'm working on that this is actually from is, so it's called Jewelry for the Dead. And so one of my, I have this kind of obsessive fear, and I've had it since I was a little girl, of, of dying. Like, just this really irrational, I mean, kind of rational. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I think everybody has that fear. We just where, might not admit it. <laughs> I mean, to where it has occupied space, yeah. to where right, right. I'm like, sometimes maybe not unable to function. And, you know, we work through it in therapy and things like that. Gotcha. So I try to draw from things like that. So this Jewelry for the Dead collection is a little bit of me trying to process that. And in doing that, all of my pieces are inspired by different stories of death and um, death practices and things like that. So the ring that you're holding is called Toten Pass. And um, Toten Pass are their golden tablets that are placed in the hands of the dead okay. um, in Egyptian culture. And it has the instructions on how to navigate the afterlife. And so on the inside of the shank, you'll see the golden tablets. And so stories like that just kind of help me process uh, different ideas of death and how other people view it and maybe that it doesn't have to be a scary thing and that's kind of where I draw from. Oh. That made me think of, uh, and it probably has nothing to do with it, but on Inception, you know, the movie, whenever they're, the totem that they have, that they have with them while they're under kind of a thing, mm -hmm. you know, sort of not in the... connection to life, yeah. like being alive, like yeah. what's the real oh, life kind of thing. And the weird thing is when you said that this was part of that collection... My immediate thought was, well, that's kind of a coffin shape. Yeah, I that's I can see. Like, I totally <laughs> right went a totally different way, um, and it's cool that it's a very subtle, it's a very subtle mm. thing in there. So, subtle thoughts, but I think there's uh, interesting. It's interesting what drives. I want to make something that explores this idea, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm. But I think still, there's the design of. Like, why this stone, right? Like, why this stone and this, I don't know what you would sure. say. Um, and there may not be an answer, but I'm just curious, like, if, like, how this, this piece came to be. I think the stone just kind of surfaced. Like, I had the idea in my head. I know that I wanted to incorporate the gold into it. And when I was sort of perusing my stone trays, that's just the one that kind of spoke to me. Right. Yeah. Because it is kind of like in a weird way, kind of a cop. Yeah, shape, exactly. You know, yeah. like, yeah. which I don't know if that was intentional or not. Well, it, yeah, it was. On the ring. Okay. Yes. And okay. it's also like, like not everyone is going to totally be cool with like death stories, right? And their jewelry or whatever. So it's subtle. It's like, I know what it means. And if you want to know what it means, I'll tell you. Right. But like, you it know. just expressed something for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they would know the name, maybe, and right. nothing else if they don't want it to. It doesn't have to be like right. you're wearing the you know, navigating the afterlife on your... But I think there's a cultural fascin fascination with 
what happens after this. Definitely. Whether it's fear oh, yeah. or excitement or, but like, um, what was the new movie? Coco. Right. The kid, the, the kid that plays guitar. Oh it's a yeah. Pixar I haven't movie. seen it, but yes. Yeah. Yes. You totally yes, need to watch it. It's so good. It, oh, cool. It is, it, mm-hmm. it is a, it's probably one of their better movies. Yeah. Nice. But it's a whole thing. I mean, he goes into the land of the dead. Right. You know, and, um, for the, I think for that to be such a popular movie that's really exploring oh, yeah. like the idea of ancestry and yeah. what we're doing with our lives and I mean it really digs into it like quite mm-hmm. a bit and like what it means to be forgotten when you're it was, got, like the impact you make on people yeah. so that you're remembered yes. longer kind of thing it's a really mm-hmm. fascinating movie oh, uh, definitely watching it so especially working I'm still yeah, working on this yeah. so yeah and I, th- I mean and it, well and it was just like very authentic to mm-hmm. It was really uh, good. Like Mexico's culture, I think, and that well, idea, you know, um, from what I've heard, I personally, my research is limited on oh, that. You haven't but seen it? It, but oh, it, yeah. all the feet, no, I mean, I've watched the oh, movie, okay. but like my knowledge of the culture around that is right. obviously limited. And, uh, but everything I've heard is that it is very, like a very accurate representation of kind of like the cultural Fantastic. feeling around that. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. Um, what so what's this like what's the story of this collection um that was a previous collection um called death by crystal (laughs) and and it was a theme (laughs) no there's they're not you have the happy to be alive i'd like a lemonade please collection (laughs) it's a dandelion (laughs) (laughs) it's just a crown of dandelions that you like wove in the backyard I know, I swear. We have a whole new market for you. <laughs> yeah. People that are living. It's I think the, uh, partridge, really like, partridge family thing. edition, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so the, the name of that collection was kind of a joke between an, one of my best friends who was also a silversmith. But it, it, the whole entire collection was all crystals, and there were crystal pieces that were like over the top, like not like an everyday wear, like just like, and so I called it Death by Crystal because it was uh. like some serious. It's a big piece. It's yeah, and it's it's um, fourteen karat gold, and it's got a quarter of a carat diamond. This one's on the oh, website. Actually, yeah, it's like, yeah. six, it's like that's my six hundred dollar piece. Like, yeah, I thought it was familiar. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should not be touching this. <laughs> yeah, put it that's down. That's my Daniel. most expensive piece. Um, now, out of the three pieces on the table, <laughs> wink, wink. So I've got good taste. Yeah, Back you totally off. do. Way to yes. go. Uh, yeah, because this is the like. Um, you can describe this one again. I'm not going to be able to describe the jewelry. <laughs> I've decided. So it's an, it's an amphibole quartz, which means it's an angel wing quartz because it has these like cool striations inside of it. Okay. Which is really another mineral. And then it's a Hubei turquoise and then a quarter carat round cut diamond set in 14 karat gold and fine silver. Am I off in saying that I feel a Southwest note? Here, um, you know, in the jewelry, or is it just because it's the not silver? Really. And there's My some turquoise is, coloring. I think it's probably like, the turquoise. Okay, one, maybe yeah. singing to you, singing that to you. But I would say the majority of my stuff isn't really Southwest. I love Southwest stuff. Don't get right. me wrong. I really, I yeah. love to wear it. I think it's even just, just not... the size, though. Like I, suppose, oh yeah, like, you know, like sure. there's some yeah. like the element, like this feel. I lived in New Mexico for a little while, not super long, but uh, I don't, I don't it's know. It, it has it's a feeling. Like, yeah, it just has. There's something there that feels a little bit like that to me yeah i get that That may just be my impression but this reminds me of my grandma actually okay the pendant one i think really does kind of like it has like a very simple elegance to it i like a lot Mm -hmm. i like the way the light plays off that did you know about stones 
going into this or you learned it as you went? I, I mean, of, I sort of geological this. formations. <laughs> no, uh, the I just, Stones is totally cool. Okay, like, I, don't, I don't, yeah, yeah rocks. I don't to, rocks. Rocks is I like better. their first album. <laughs> this hard dirt <laughs> compacted into a shape yeah. thing. <laughs> this tiny, this used to be a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be, yeah, probably a lot of things. Now I just want to sing listener songs. Okay. That's <laughs> I, when I was little, I was pretty enamored with crystals and things like that, and mm-hmm. I would like to carry them in my pockets, and I pretend that they had magical powers. I probably still do that. But um, but f- as far as like the knowledge, the scientific knowledge of them, no, I right. kind of have learned that as I went along. Oh. Maybe the stones is part of it, too, because my, my brother lived in Tucson for a while, and like I know that Arizona is very big on stones and geology and like it's totally. actually almost a commerce type thing and so i think that because when i think like things the other spectrum of jewelry for me i guess is k's right like diamonds totally. and gold yeah. and very like yes. that kind of thing like and all the so, commercial yeah and yeah. so like i yeah. like maybe that's why that like i feel like you um this feels more handcrafted in a way, and like very like is. individually. <laughs> well, no, I mean I know in this, but I think like even the style, just everything about mm-hmm. uh, Southwest jewelry just feels kind of more handcrafted, more personal in that sense. Absolutely, yeah. that makes sense, and that may be why I'm making that connection. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. because a lot of that stuff was made. The Southwest stuff that you're referring to was made years ago by some old Native American guy, yeah, like yeah. on a rock. Right? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. amazing. There's so yeah. much, you know, history in that piece. That yes, absolutely. So this. So what? Like, what was the first thing you made? Like ever? Yeah. Do you remember? I don't think I do. To be quite honest, it's been a. You, were like, you, you know what? It, you're like, it no, was I'm, like it was like a friendship bracelet in fourth grade, where you know where you like tie all the knots with the embroidery colors and some prop- with the, like the string or whatever. Yes. So yep. my daughter has a chance of being. My- <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. Yep. Heather's so, wearing one. Yeah. Uh, so, because my daughter's been really into making um, like the rubber band. Yeah. You know, like you like interlock uh, the rubber bands oh, totally. and make yep. whatever, which you can make some really cool Bangles. designs. You can. But so maybe she'll grow up to be a talented. She totally could. Jewelers. Jewel, jewel, jeweler? jeweler. When I think jeweler. of jeweler, silversmith. Okay, I, silversmith. Yes, we're going. When with I think of jeweler, I think of someone <laughs> that, that old guy with the glasses thing, like <laughs> staring at those the are my favorite people. Yeah, that do like repairs. And <laughs> the guy work. that fixes Woody from Toy Story. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. like, yes. De Beers. Yes. Tonight's gonna be a Pixar night, obviously for me. <laughs> oh <my> like, gosh. <laughs> I like sorry, Keely. I can come back on like a diehard. No, it's totally I don't know. Cool. I have three kids. I'm totally down with Pixar. What they meant with people that jump around like this. Uh, I totally oh, yeah. answer that question. Totally oh, your first piece of jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Friendship bracelet all the way. So when you're, do you write all this down? Like, do you have ideas for things you write down or is it all like up in your um, noggin? Or? So my dirty secret is that I cannot draw or sketch anything. So I don't usually sketch my designs. Me either. I'm totally with you. Yeah, I totally am like not that girl. So I, yeah, a lot of it in my head and then kind of just evolves as I'm making it. And sometimes it kind of just takes on its own shape. You know what I mean? I don't. I try not to like predispose too much what I'm doing with it. Mm. it and that sounds woo-woo also. But um, yeah, no, not a whole lot of premeditation. How often is what you have in your head what 
becomes the physical thing versus the times that it just kind of takes on its own life and shape? Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe half and half. I mean, it always turns out the way that I hope it will. Maybe it's not exactly how I pictured it in my head, but it's like as it should be, I guess. Do you, sometimes this is the material that's causing the change. Like you just can't get the metal to take the shape or the texture that you were thinking. Cause I assume sometimes you try a new sure. technique, you know, with the yes. silver or something and it like, it doesn't work exactly the way you thought it would or, and, and make <laughs> yeah. produce a cool side effect. Right. Like, um, give us a story of that. Cause it sounds like there was well, a time I mean, there's something. <laughs> definitely, there's many times of where I'm just like, this is awful. And then I cry and then it's not, you know, I'm, the solder won't flow or the, I'm, I mean, melting things or cause that's a thing. And I don't know. I kind of just try to ride the waves. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, because it's expensive to like make a mistake. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So I really try. I'm a really good problem solver at this point where I'm like, if I melt something or if I crush something or it doesn't quite work the way I wanted, I'm all about like, okay, how can I still fix this and sell it? Cause I can't afford to scrap it. <laughs> Have you ever had something where like it seemingly went wrong, but looking at it, you're like, actually, this is really cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, a... Many. Like, I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't even, like, give you one story because so many of my pieces have evolved that way. Right. So, yeah. I, and we've talked about that before. We're, like, uh, encountering the problem a lot of times is what drives the innovation and kind of starts yes. begetting your own style, right? Like, yes. mm-hmm. uh, we That's something that I've, we stumbled on in a conversation. I'm kind of finding to be a recurrent theme of, so I had to do this thing. I couldn't do it the way I wanted to. So I did it this way. And now that's my thing. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> yes, totally. What, what's one of the things, um, what would you consider to be a, a Keeley thing? Well, it's funny. <laughs> so the, most of my pieces will have texture on them, different kind. Like this one kind of has like, maybe like a wood like, and this has, I mean, they're all different. Right. Right. And, um, my friend Flannery, who is my, one of my best friends and mentor was like, I was having problems with finishing stuff. I would get it polished like a mirror finish and then I'd mess it up. I'd scratch it or whatever. And then I'd be beside myself and I would cry and she'd be like, just throw some texture on there. Right. And so now I'm like texture. And now I can't stop with the texture. So now the texture is like my thing. I'm always looking so did you start off with like a polished look and mm-hmm. it's like you're into the texture yep. now and totally stamping engraving later or but now um, everything I do I like texture. stamping but the thing that I love about texture is that I do it all by hand and like so mm. it's not like a pre-made shape like yeah. the stamps are like someone mm. else can have the same stamp as me but nobody else is going to have my right. texture because I did right. it all by hand so I, I don't know so this is the ring that has the tablets yes part of the what was the name of the collection again? Oh, um, Jewelry for the Dead. Jewelry for the Dead collection. And you described it as like kind of the grain of wood, mm-hmm. right? And that, that is exactly what I thought of when I looked at it. How do you get this? How are you making that? Um, I use, without like divulging too many of my secrets, but I, I use um, a burr and a rotary tool. Okay. I've Very seen cool. that in like pipe making. Oh, they yeah, take yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, I've seen that in the burl of the wood. That yeah. sound, yes. <laughs> it makes that exact sound. You're yes. totally right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you know, and then the car's like beep beep, and yeah, you're <laughs> I drive my go kart wheel yeah. size yeah. like car. Around. <laughs> it's 
to make more jokes that are all visual. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, we got some video. <laughs> sort of. Who knows? Support we'll us on it. Patreon. Get access oh, to the jokes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or Don't the look at us. Line of but... the joke. Uh, yeah. So I would have assumed some of this was was stamped, but all of this is cut in or carved or shaped in some yes. way. Like yep. however, it's all by hand after it's gotcha. formed into its present shape. Correct. I do. I do my texturing very last. Yes, because okay. that's when it really kind of comes to life. It looks completely different before and, the texture. Yeah. So I know on wood that like by putting some kind of finish on it. There's a dog that's been. Uh, she's, <laughs> you won't hear that from our okay. recording. Like, she's very unhappy right now. Uh, oh, I feel bad. How are you getting the the color in? Kind of what I would consider the grain of this. Oh, um, it's a it's a patina. A okay. liver of sulfur patina, and you put it on. Just it actually turns. Wipe it on it turns the whole piece black, and then you polish it off. The high points, then right? Yep. The, gotcha. It's called when you polish it off. We call it silversmiths call it the big reveal because then it mm. kind of really. Oh yeah, woodworkers call it the bigger reveal. Oh yeah. No. Well, <laughs> no, nope. I call it. I don't think we've ever talked about. <laughs> just hit the high spot. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's not that fun. All right, guys. So hey, we're halfway there. Ish point. Yeah. Uh, so. Patreon.com forward slash mm-hmm. look what I did. You can go there right this second and you can sign up for $1 a month. And that is going to get you access to so much. To so much. Yeah. Yeah. Unedited. Unedited. Uncut. Uncut. Chad Moppin. Mm-hmm. Oh. The whole two hours of Chad Moppin mm-hmm. in your ears. Right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Right there. Right there. Uh, but also some other stuff. We have some unaired interview. Well, an unaired yep. interview. There'll be some other things that we put up there as well. But it really is a place that we want to develop a community, mm-hmm. I think, a little bit more. And, and a place that we want to go to for feedback about the show, thoughts mm-hmm. about future direction, thoughts about future guests. Obviously, those can be sent anywhere. But uh, mm-hmm. Patreon is a really cool platform that allows creators like Aaron and I to do what we do. We have some people that we'd love to interview that are some little road trips for us, yep. things of that nature. It just allows the scope of the podcast to be bigger. We do this because we love it, but there's things oh, that yeah. you daydream about. Like, I, I wish mm-hmm. I could, right? The, yeah. I wish I could <laughs> for us is yep. to get in front of some of these people that we think would be so cool to bring yeah. you an interview. So your support goes a long way in making our I wish I could um, a reality, I, I am right, yeah. yeah. So to make it a look what we did, look um, what we're doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets cheesier as we go. Oh, it doesn't uh, matter. But once again, to our top supporters, uh, Allison and Brian mm-hmm. and Chad and Allen, thank you guys for joining super, our community. Super, the best people. Yeah, uh, and you can be a best people too. <laughs> yep, be a better person <laughs> for just one dollar. Just a, a dollar. Um, yep. But let's talk about this week's contest. Yeah. Let's, so last uh, week's contest yeah. went really well. We got a lot of answers. It was, it was super, super cool. awesome. Thank you, Matt. Uh, I think we're going to make a couple shifts this time, mm-hmm. but the basics going to stay the same. We're going to say, uh, well, here's the question for this week. What <laughs> do I refer to as the last piece of jewelry I remember wearing? <sighs> yep. So yeah, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Super. Um. So listen to the rest of the, <laughs> this episode for that answer, and then we will post the kind of slightly updated and revised rules mm-hmm. sometime tomorrow or sometime today. Yeah, today. Today. Yeah. Later today. Right. And, uh, and otherwise, continue to enjoy the fabulous, the charming Keely Wake. Thanks, y'all.
Yeah. This blows my mind that somebody <laughs> has this much talent in. Thanks. I I appreciate that. I like I said, I still feel like I'm faking it a lot of the time, which is weird. But well, you know, that's a common theme though too. I think uh, I read an interview with Paul McCartney not that long ago, and, I and love him. he was saying the exact same thing. Really? Of, I still feel like. I get on stage every night and I'm pretending to be this guy yes, <laughs> that yes. everybody thinks oh, amazing. I am, mm-hmm. you know, I think everybody, and it's like inversely proportionate. The more capable Aaron now owes you $700, <laughs> the more, <laughs> well, I just took this away from Daniel and he disconnected that. The, oh no, it's, it's a class. Uh, it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> I don't, that, that's the one I haven't Still. touched. I'm pretty sure <laughs> we have it on video, right? Uh, <laughs> Photoshop it. Like, it seems like how do I? I'm probably more proud of the stuff that, that I make than I should be, right? Because no. my stuff is like <laughs> what. But then you talk to people who are really, really talented. I think even uh, Chad, when we talked to him, kind of expressed Love a Chad. similar feeling of like, shut up. Uh, Total. And I can't. It may not be Chad, so I may have to correct that. But. There is a consistent expression of like these people that are really talented that you just look at this stuff and you're like, I have no idea how you create this art or create this thing in the world. And they'll tell you almost to a person, yeah, just kind of faking it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, people keep buying the stuff. Like, it's my story. That is my story. <laughs> but everybody feels that way, I think. That's, That's cool. Uh, at least I'm on. Or a lot of people do. You're in good company. Yeah. Not right now, but in general with actual artists, you're in good (laughs) company. Just other times when you're with other (laughs) when you're when you're at a craft show or anywhere that isn't with Aaron and I, (laughs) you're in good company. Mm -hmm. Um what has been the biggest challenge for you so far in 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 creating jewelry? In creating jewelry? Well, I mean so like artist block is totally a thing. Like, that's a real thing, and that happens a lot. Um, the actual creating isn't the thing. I think the thing is, like, mental for me. Maybe, like, a I th- think I can't do it kind of thing. Does that make sense? Even yeah. though you've done it? Even though I'm pops up. currently doing yeah, you it. You might be physically doing it. You're like, what if I yeah. can't finish yes. this? Or, yeah. Yeah. Like, what if, yeah, like, what if tomorrow, like, everyone just stops <laughs> buying all my things right like what if the bottom falls out yes it's totally like you know you also gave us one of your strengths solving the problem right like you're good at solving the problem so it is kind of a mind game it really is how do you kind of work through that i mean what we can call it a momentary lapse in confidence maybe you know like how do you work accurate through that like do you just keep kind of pushing through and like i hope or do you just kind of have to walk away and do something different for a little while or well i mean it's a little of both there's definitely some pressure when like you have three children and like your jewelry supports them right so i mean sometimes you just have to suck that up and Mm -hmm. be like yeah oh well like if you're making crappy jewelry right now you're just making crappy. It's yeah, crappy. yeah. You think it's crappy, Put but a they're not. Price tag they're on not going to like, know. That must be art. Ooh, <laughs> it's this boutique. one is seven thousand dollars. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, it just takes one person buying it. Person buying it at that price for it to sell, right? Yeah. It, yes, <laughs> it truly does. It's, that is you how never know. Commerce works. If I mean, one I know. Buys like, it, it did there's, sell. That's there's job, there's certain things like with me and you know photography. It's like I hate this picture, you know, but I still posted it, and people yes. like oh. You know, I love this about that and this, that, and the other. And you're like, that? Yeah. That's utter crap. Come on. You know? And then you look back years later and you're like, oh, I don't think they know what they're talking about. But I enjoyed, there's a part of you that doesn't like the praise, but it's also like, 
uh, it's kind of nice to get, you know. A little validation is, is oh, good. Oh, yeah. Even if it, like, I don't believe it, but <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. But I needed that, but I didn't want it all in the same. I think another thing that stands out is kind of this expression of, that you've made of yourself of, uh, that it can be a challenge to do it, right? And it can be intimidating sometimes or you lose the confidence a little bit. But how much confidence and strength it has to take to even post something online mm-hmm. or or put a price tag on something, the very yeah. first time yep. you put a price tag on something, that's a big statement. Yes. So there really is this like strong confidence vying a little bit with this other uh, thing, you know, like my wife uh, struggles with anxiety. And so like she kind of has, she deals with, it was like kind of referring to as her false self, you know, like this thing that like is like telling a narrative that she doesn't want to make the main storyline. Right. And so kind of focusing on this other stuff. um, I think, is there anything you do to kind of like feed the confidence side? I know she goes through very specific steps to kind of like keep that, fed you know um, mentally. well i mean i go to therapy <laughs> uh, shouldn't we all yeah i listened to a podcast with a uh, howie mandel the other day and he's a notorious ocd uh germophobia uh, germa- yeah many Sweet. many um and he was talking about the fact that like if i get like i go for a yearly health checkup i go for you know to change the oil in my car like there's all these things i do as preventative maintenance mm. and we never talk about like our emotional or mental health as a preventative maintenance thing. And he was like, I really think that everybody should go like once a year and just get like a, like not everybody needs to go every month or every week or in the way you manage, like what you're dealing with may be different for, or I assume would be different for everybody, but that everybody probably should occasionally be like, so do I, do I seem mentally healthy? Don't answer this question for real. But do I seem mentally healthy to you, or like at least like coping, you know, decently? Yeah. Um, because I think he thinks that you could catch some things before they kind of spiral out of control. Absolutely. And I think I think he has a valid point. Like, so I don't think there's any shame in saying you go to therapy. Right. You know, oh, right? No, like, not at all. Well, and that's I've definitely and that, done it. In reference to what you're saying, like yeah. I totally you, therapy is like I call it like it's my toolbox. Like she, my therapist is amazing. She specializes in women with Asperger's and she knows me and I get all these amazing tools from her with how to navigate things. And, um, yeah, so that's pretty much, that's how I, how I deal. And also I, I mean, I created this world for myself right here because that one out there isn't really one that works for me. So I mean, that's probably how everybody feels about their like, is for me, <laughs> and working for other people is not for me because I just don't function well. So that's right. another thing too. I've just I've kind of like molded my surroundings to fit my self, I guess. I think I think a lot of people do that. I think that's yeah, fair. yeah. Everybody's car, if you've ever been in a car that somebody's owned for longer than a week, <laughs> is molded to themselves. <laughs> right, <think> true. <laughs> or a chair. Or a, yeah. yeah. I've never gotten in a car and been like, is this somebody else's car? <laughs> yeah. Actually, sometimes you might get in a car and wonder if it's somebody else's car because it so does not <laughs> Or fit you've the actually person. gotten in someone else's car because I've done that. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Totally sat in the back seat, shut the door, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I got out. And I was like, I was laughing. I'm in some stranger's car. Yeah, I laughed that story is totally impossible. 
and not that long ago did it. And I was like, well, yeah. I guess it's possible. I oh, don't know. Man, just don't do that in a house. No, so I, I have, like, <laughs> I do very specific things to avoid that, though. Like, when I get to Walmart, I turn into the second aisle and I just drive until there's an open parking spot and that's where I park. Like I never hunt for a space. I, I never... do the same. Oh. Yeah. It's just like, it's a comfort. Yeah. Like I don't have to worry about anything. I also one time in Albuquerque thought I lost my truck cause I parked in a spot I didn't normally park in. <laughs> and so I assumed it had been stolen for a long time. <laughs> car moves and you're like, Oh, just turns out I parked at a different entrance than normal. <laughs> I've given myself a near fit over there. Like <laughs> someone stole it. Uh, it, it do you have Asperger's? I do. Um, I'm so my my knowledge of this is r- super limited. I have a cousin that is on the spectrum uh, with Asperger's, but I think it affects everybody differently. And then uh, probably the most intimate version of it I know is this is terrible, but uh, Boston Legal. There was a character on there that had Asperger's, and I don't know how good the representation was, but uh, what? How does that manifest for you? Like, um, um, but that's a very broad. Okay, let's see. Um, so first, I will start by saying that um, the Asperger's diagnosis is fairly new. Um, okay. So I'm 40. I was um, last you don't year. Day over 22. Oh, thank you. Good job, Keely. Yes, thank you. Way to fight, Father. It's time all this jewelry right? making. I know <laughs> yeah. it is. You're getting all your deaths out. This is a Dorian. Hey, yes. <gasps> wow. Buy my jewelry. It will keep you young. Right? It's keeping you uh, young. Yeah, there's no guarantee on the package. All it's done is made Keely a vampire. That's really that. Wait a second. I'll accept that. <laughs> Go uh, ahead with this very we don't serious leave, topic. We should do something live so people know we're here. <laughs> they never made it out. Can we tweet our location? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Keely's live another 20 years. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, hopefully way longer than 20 years. Our human skull? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding, but... <laughs> yeah, nope, turns yeah. out there he is. Wow. Also, He's got like that Branson no ball knobbers look, and yeah. the bottom jaw's like up to the nose. The lower hole. mandible's way out. It's, it's a geriatric Ooh. one. Mandible. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's is that a great real shape. Skull? It is. Those are incredibly difficult to get, aren't mm-hmm. they, at this point? Yeah. Not that I've looked into it. No, uh, they're out there. In like random shops. Really oh, there's far different modes. There's us. like fresh <laughs> and then ready to go. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> too dark. No, it's all this jewelry. All right, all right. So Sorry. we've established you live forever, but also, yeah. Oh, also Asperger's, right? <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. What, okay. and that thing. Yes, and that. that thing. Um. So yes, 39 was when I met my therapist, and we discovered that this thing that was going on was Asperger's. So. The idea that I had something going on was not um, new to me. Right. Um, because, I mean, my whole life I've been, I don't know, just different. <laughs> um, I think I've always just been like, I have anxiety or I have OCD or whatever. But there was just, there's this innate thing I think that most people with autism, with higher functioning autism, will tell you is the idea of feeling never feeling the same as anyone else. Um, always feeling on the outside, feeling like a fraud. I mean, even in like the company of peers, just never feeling settled and, um, lots of masking, lots of emulating other behavior to like appear normal. And, um, I think that that is, that's been kind of my big, my biggest journey throughout this 
thing. And so when they finally made, when I f- we finally received the you know thing that like yeah this is Asperger's, I was like super relieved <laughs> that it was a thing that because you was, can name it. Yeah, yeah it's like I the never-ending story. Yes. It's not the like the nothing now has a thing. It's yes. not just this yeah. is why instead of a what you know. And I, and people get weird about it too, and I mean it's different for everyone. And for me, it made me feel great. Like I it like. I wasn't broken, right? That I fell into some kind of category. But mm. some people get really like they don't want to be labeled because uh, we are You'll also. You'll be known as. Well, yeah, well, and we the, are also different. Like it manifests different for everyone. Right. I mean, and there's just no. I don't know. You just, you can't compare yourself. If you've met, they say, so this is what they say. If you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. Yeah. I mean, because my. I will say my interaction with my cousin or observation of my cousin is wildly different from, right? Like just that it is a very unique thing in my experience thus far with two people. Um, (laughs) In in my really broad case study, you and my cousin, who's like 10 years younger than you and a boy, uh, are different. (laughs) So (laughs) I should be a scientist. Definitely. You're doing good work. We're quitting the podcast, (laughs) everyone. For you. Dr. Quinn. (laughs) Medicine man. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know my high school nickname and junior (laughs) high nickname. There's kind of, I think, like a, a... public myth of uh or i don't know if it's myth but a a public perception that autism can manifest itself as like highly creative or highly analytical or right and yeah uh i is it misrepresented like like in hollywood or I mean, there's a lot of stuff, you know, if they were to say, well, yeah, this yeah, or that, you know, point. like everybody has mm-hmm. this idea that like, if you're, are we, if you're are not you autistic, talk about like Rain Man or something, right. Right. Oh, or like, a beautiful like, mind, or, right. Um, yeah. those things are totally accurate. Like for those people, for that mm-hmm. one, absolutely. Yeah, like that, that yes. But again, that's, I'm not like, I'm just me, you know, like I'm scared to go outside and I don't, you know, I don't like people and, you know, I have to check the stove before I leave or, you know, things like that. Right. But I'm not like, I. I don't count cards or I don't, you know, but there I'm does not... tend to be a through line of some kind of like manifesting itself in kind of a like creative or unique way. And yeah. I don't know if you've come across, I, uh, there was a professor at one point that was a high functioning, um, beautiful person mind. on the, no, on the no? autistic scale. And she, I feel like she was on Oprah and did something with horses. I don't remember. Anyway, she was kind of making the argument, like probably almost every creative person is somewhere on there because it takes a certain level of like, I will agree. It's kind that. of like narrowed mm-hmm. in focus yeah. to push like there are how many hundreds of thousands of people decided to make jewelry one day and never got off the couch. How right. many decided about the first piece and gave up or the first time they ran into a problem. And so there is, uh, there is something necessary internally yeah right a drive an obsession i would call it probably an obsession yeah yeah and i think you need to have that to continue doing this thing that sometimes isn't paying you back in a really like yeah uh like sometimes it's just hard work sweat and tears right you know it's just like frustration and failure and that's not a positive thing pushing you forward but there's something in you like you have to do it driving and driving so in in that way i think maybe there's a strength there right there is absolutely it, yes, like in with all my weaknesses or whatever, definitely I have, 
I would call this my strength for sure. Yeah. So it seems in a, like a, a powerful double-edged sword, right? Like yes. that you can use it for a lot of good and then it, just be careful of how like you swing it backwards. <laughs> right. right? Like, yeah. I mean, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Is there uh is there something where like it, it feels like a restriction more than a benefit? Like, is it, does it like doing a craft show? Is that, cause I know you actually expressed, so to come clean, I kind of knew this coming into it that, um, and you'd express some discomfort even just doing the podcast, right? Yes. Like, uh, but you still went ahead and did it. So mm-hmm. it's like you're aware of, yeah. I'm going to be uncomfortable, but I'm still going to jump. Yes. Like, so you are a very confident person, it seems like. I'm really not. But you keep doing really confident things. Well, you, I'm Can faking it. Can I just celebrate it. your like, awesomeness? Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> That's why we're here. Like, this is me going, I'm faking it, right? right like, now. I'm right. super faking it. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean. Do you feel like you're faking it right now? I don't, I mean, I'm not giving fake information no, to no, you, no. but I mean, I'm giving... I mean, you're telling the truth, but, like, like you, you're fighting to engage? Yes. I am. Oh, really? I'm working really hard to be normal. <laughs> to oh. be normal, right? But uh, that's why I've been... You really lowered that <laughs> bar the minute yeah. we came in. I yeah. don't think... <laughs> when I said, you'll be fine, what I meant to say was, you'll be the most normal person. <laughs> whatever, whatever makes whatever, us look better. Whatever normal <laughs> means, Aaron and I are nowhere near that. Like, no... Right? <laughs> so, yeah, totally. No, yes. No, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who's dumb enough to be like, you know, I bet people want to listen to us talk for a long time. And that is, to be honest with you, something that, that I fight with every time we wrap up. And I, you know, it's like driving home. I'm like, ooh, that sucked. I sucked. You know, but then I have to tell myself, that oh, that was stupid. You know, it was really cool. We had fun. You are really but, hard. Yeah. But who wants to listen to us? You know, it's like, I think it's it is something that's you know people fight with. If yeah, there's any you just sort can't of... go down that rabbit hole. Right? Oh no, and I don't. I yeah. busy myself with other things. You know, so I went into your workspace er- earlier, uh, which is very well lit, by the way. Like yeah. I yeah. wish I had that it much ability to, be, yeah. to see. <laughs> <in my shop. laughs> what is the number one rule in Keeley's shop? Um, I'm really weird about my tools. Like, don't mess with my tools. Like, don't use my tools. Get your own tools. Y O T, not Tyler. It's something we like to ask. Is, if if I was going to make jewelry, which I won't because I have next to zero talent. Uh, but but for people that are listening that have thought about it, you know, like I think about my daughter, right? Like thinking mm-hmm. about making stuff. Um, w- what would be your suggestion to her in getting started? Like, if she wanted to start becoming a silversmith. Um, where where would be a good place to start for her? Well, um, I found that a community college, thats I mean, that's where I took my first silversmithing class was at a community college, but they don't offer it here, I've noticed. But there is a, and this is awful because I can't think of the name of the place, And but there's a like a learning annex or something in Eureka Springs that does a silversmithing workshop. Really? It's like four days long or something, and people always are asking me this. They ask me this all the time. So that's the only one that I know of that's around here. But um, I'm hoping to start having some classes myself soon. We're remodeling our garage out there, and I'd like to make it a learning space. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, considering it would be the only one around, really, other than Eureka Springs, which... Yeah. I kind of thought, yeah, you know, why would I not do that? Well, I think speaking for... Like, we're big fans of apprenticeship. It's so much... To have somebody just right there and mm-hmm. course correct you while yeah. 
you're doing, you know, and like you came into this, well, kind of at the start, of, like YouTube probably didn't have as much content 10 years ago on silversmithing, uh, if no. it has any even really, you know, so yeah. you're picking things up by reading or trial and error and it, like, exactly. that learning curve is a little bit slower, you know, so Definitely. I think, yeah, I'm a bit, I, I love it when people, uh, we were talking about Matt Buell, the woodworker earlier, yes. and he had talked about doing some classes. And I think anytime that somebody who is so capable at what they do and has such a unique vision and is willing to like, Hey, I'll show you how to yeah. like start making something with your hands too, you know? Um, because I do feel like there's a rise in popularity right now of making like making things or creating things like yeah, expressing there's a yourself in some way. Sure. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And I, I think that speaks to that kind of, maybe we feel a little socially distant from each other sometimes, yes. you know, uh, whether it's social media or whatever the thing may be that's getting in the way. But uh, there is, and a lot of our jobs have become very abstract, right? Like I punch in numbers in a database or I move, I don't know, whatever. And so to do something where you can sit back and kind of look at it and say, I made like you've made something where you ran back in the in your work area the next morning and like looked at it again, you know, yeah. and like this looks so good. And I totally do that too. Yeah, yeah, I really and, do. Like, there's like <laughs> there's almost not a better feeling. Yeah, it's a great feeling. That's kind of what we came up with, like for the look what I did. It's always like I mean, there's been a lot of messages between Daniel and I, and we did not mean we're to very be lonely people. We just have each other. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, I mean, it's like you know, you get proud, and I, I even did it today. You know, on this this thing that Daniel and I worked on, that you know for my table saw I've been working on. But it's it's like, look what I did. You know, and you're excited. It's either to yourself and you'll scroll and you're like, well, I'm here, you know, yeah. by myself. But it's I think it's a great thing well, you know, to be excited to get back to it, you know, because there are other times you're not. But it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's always like, hey, you know, you can see something through and be excited about it. It's and great. It, and the feeling's different too, right? Like you sit down and put your feet up on the coffee table you made or whatever, or like eat dinner at the table you made. And, um, there's like I I did this thing there's a feeling of satisfaction as opposed to buying it and then you're like I can't believe I spent that much money on that oh, you know right. <laughs> yeah. it's like renting it every breakfast it's like oh yeah. this even if you sucks. got it for a hundred bucks you're like maybe I should have saved my money and gotten the hundred and fifty dollar like Ikea whatever <laughs> but there is that like real feeling and when and when somebody says something about it you know like that's an amazing pendant or that's a beautiful ring or a necklace and to be able to say, yeah, I made it, you know, yes. like, they're just mm-hmm. such a, I'm sure people what. are taken aback. They're like, what? Yes. You know, and it <laughs> makes them look at it a totally different way. Is there anything else in life that gives you that feeling? Cause I don't know if there is something that gives me that. I'm not saying it's the best feeling in the world. Cause right. there are other sure. things that I think definitely, but I don't know if anything hits that spot. Yeah. It's like the, I mean, it's the ultimate validation really. Like, isn't it's it? It's true. It's an expression of yourself and somebody saying yeah. yourself is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Don't lose that. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. That was really good. I mean, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's totally true. And yeah. that's what makes it so nerve-wracking, too. And that may be why, when you talk to creators, you do get that kind of hesitancy to produce, not produce, but showcase what you've made. Mm-hmm. Because you are saying, this is me yeah. in my purest form. And, you know, when it's executed well. And you know you're going to be judged on that. Yeah. Right. And so when people say, yeah, I mean, yeah. it is. Do you think some, that, that that is something that people are looking for and they're making something like, you know, like jewelry or furniture? They're wanting some sort of like, 
hey, you know. I mean, maybe. I mean, it's sure, to all to some extent, we're yeah. all narcissists, right? We yeah. all want validation. Mm-hmm. We're all me, right? I mean, to some extent. Yeah. I mean, if you say you're not, you then want, I'm going to say you're a liar. But music. we all want to be effective in our own way. Mm-hmm. We want to have an impact. We want to inspire or, you know, or help or whatever your thing is that you want to do. It's good to know. It's good to get feedback on that. Like, right. oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm doing that thing. Okay, cool. You know? Yeah. But I do think, to Keely's point earlier, it's not necessarily just that you're seeking validation. I think sometimes you are just expressing. And then yes. maybe... Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's a safety in just expressing, I made this thing, it's for me, it's cool, whatever. I don't really care what you think about my coffee table because right. it's just my feet on it. But then there's other things that I'll make for somebody. Yes. Or... Uh, or I know I'm kind of posting it up with like the hopes that it will spark interest. And yes. there's always, every time we put a podcast out, every single time, I wake up at like three in the morning. I'm like, how many downloads? Because that's like how yes. many subscribers yeah. there are, you yeah. know? And like, <laughs> like, more is good, less is bad. Or when you make a post mm-hmm. and nobody interacks with it, and you're like, oh, Womp well, yeah. yeah. And it's, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not internalize that, but you, oh, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. But you still or, will. I have someone else to 50% of that. To blame on. <laughs> Anytime something isn't doesn't go well, it's because I was involved. <laughs> One it's the other way around too, right? Aaron. What is something you carry with you every day or everywhere you go? Um like a physical thing? It could be anything. Ooh, you're the first person to go not physical. Yeah. Oh, well metaphysical. <laughs> What's your familiar I'm all fear of impending doom? <laughs> is that a thing? Oh whoa. <laughs> You're really thematic. You really <laughs> see that big thing in the sky on Stranger Things. You know, it's like coming down. It's I like, want to hear John Williams score Keeley's oh. like theme song. Like, what is that? The we'll bring him out of retirement for Keeley. That's what we're gonna do. Because you know it'd be epic. I'm hearing like a little Jurassic Park with. Some... I just hear the Jaws theme. Continuously, anyway, I don't. But I Keely's more vibrant than that, though. It'd have to be like Jurassic I mean, Park, me, with, like I don't mean violins and a woodwind. I love violins, so yeah. that would that'd be pretty. I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down, yeah. sister. I got I'm projecting it at you. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing a great job. It's <laughs> very empathic. This jewelry really works. Not <laughs> I know. only does it fight aging, but it apparently also tells <laughs> oh me exactly God. the internal workings of Keely. <laughs> the most perceptive I will ever be. <laughs> For real, though. <laughs> uh. Yeah, is there is there a physical thing that you carry with you? Not really. No. So there's like never leave home without it. No type of thing. Mm-mm. No. No. I don't. No. Which is weird because I'm highly OCD, so it seems like there yeah, would be a thing say, that I'm like. Mm. For but, a person that would describe themselves, I think is a creature of habit. Yeah, it's an interesting that there's not a. But huh. to be fair, I don't leave the house very often. So how oh, about that? Well. Yeah. Is, is there it, a thing you carry from this room to that room <laughs> when you move from dining to kitchen? <laughs> Other than the oxygen in your lungs, Keely, I know how you think now. She's like, I carry my hair follicles with me yeah, everywhere. Right, right. Well, I mean, okay, so I guess I feel weird if I don't have like my everyday jewelry on, but it's not for any kind of any other purpose than it just feels weird. Does a personal piece start as a personal piece, or is there sometimes a thing that like you get to the end and it, you just can't let that one go? Yes. The ladder. Yes. So what's what do we have right now? Um, what are you wearing? That what am I wearing? You have a bracelet. I see. I don't like a, have anything that is like that. Like you just. Oh, I'm not. Okay. I'm not wearing any of it right gotcha. now. But um, this is just stuff that I was like one day. 
I'm like, I have my wrists hurt. I'm gonna make myself copper cups. That's the coolest thing about making jewelry is that you can, you can just, make whatever you I'm like. I need this, and I'm gonna make it for myself. So, yeah. I think a lot of creative people do that though. Like nobody else is. I need a necklace. I'll make. You know, like yeah. you. You probably think less along those lines. Is like I would like a necklace, <laughs> but <laughs> but if you can like build it, you're like yeah. I really need this thing today. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> but also to be fair, I love to give gifts also so pretty much everyone gets jewelry all right the time. <laughs> well that's the well i mean you know it's it's the it is the thought that counts and i think on a gift like that it is way more than thought it is an action right. you know yeah it's like hey i made you this and it's not just an ashtray yeah you know, <laughs> whatever it's something that does yes. come from I the made heart this and the from mind nothing for you yes <laughs> i bought the chain but i made the other part yeah. <laughs> Do you do you do commission things or is everything I like do. Uh, oh so yeah, like how does that, that yeah. work then does a person come how does that work um, just... it's different uh, some people will my favorite way to work I love to work intuitively but I don't always get to um, people will come to me because they like my style and they'll be like I want you to make me a thing and then they'll say I want it to have this stone and you can do whatever you want right, right. love that the, that's the cool. best version that's yeah the, yes and then but then there's other people that are extremely specific and that's fine too but um yeah i would say i don't know maybe half of my business is uh commissioned work which is great that's awesome yeah mm-hmm. that's really cool. so somebody like digs your style enough pardon the old expression but to say hey i want this made rather than just buying a a yes. piece, you know, a regular piece. I would say more often than Very not, personal. that's what I hear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that's awesome. Yes. Because that's a matter it. of trust, too. It's like, totally. yeah, I like your style. This is what I'd like, and I trust you to... Yes, to do it. and That's I always feel step. very honored when people oh, come yeah. to me with that. I'm like, wow, thank you very much for thinking of me, because it's, yeah. I mean, jewelry's a, I mean, for me, I guess, jewelry's a big deal. If I mean, it's so much more than just an adornment, right? I mean, if you look at the mm-hmm. history of, like, different cultures and spirituality, like, Jewelry did, like, I mean, for weddings or, like, births or, like, things that they would wear for fertility or, like, you know, heirlooms passed down. It's It carries a lot of weight, a lot of meaning. So and I mean, there's yeah. times that it can physically protect you. Like, the belief is it could physically protect right, you yeah, from... Right, yeah, lots of metaphysical you know, stuff. Right, metaphysical Absolutely. things, real things. Yes. Uh, I mean, you said copper bracelets. People yeah. still, to this day, like use that as yeah, like a preventative I'm like, yeah totally yep so i mean it like a very practical thing and also can be a very like emotional or spiritual thing i think as well yes. yeah. and as soon as you said that my first thought was how many times have you heard the story of like my grandmother's wedding ring oh yeah being get you right like so there's a very emotional yes i mean arguably i don't know that might be like i'm trying to think of something that would compete with jewelry on emotional weight mm-hmm. being passed from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Even like, more so than pictures or, yeah. you know, like a piece of furniture because it is something that someone carried with them and on their person. Yeah, they Sacred adornments. Yeah. I mean, sacred yeah. adornments. That's, I don't know. That's always been my favorite thing about jewelry is that it all, it has its own, like each piece has its own secret story that like maybe not everybody knows about, you know? Like when I make them... I have a certain thing in mind, but it's kind of like my own little secret. Right. And then the the recipient is going to start to impart their own story on that. Right. Or we work together as on well, a story. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm. But even like they, they wore it on a date or they, yes. you know, like yes, it became totally. like, it becomes this like its own 
Yeah, so it's like you could be its the lucky memory. ring or the yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and it becomes a, almost a memory talisman yes. or something. You know, like in fact, I do call most of my pieces talismans. So oh, yeah. really? Yes. <laughs> See, I, yep, we're yeah. connecting. Yeah. <laughs> it's working. Uh, yeah, I haven't. What well, I, I really that's this is giving me a different appreciation. Actually, I think because mm-hmm. you like the the store bought ring and right. you know and whatever and it, like and that is special in its own right right like it because there's so much meaning imbued in the even the receiving and passing of off course. of these things in the ceremony as it's happening but i think when you take something handmade with its own story that then goes to another person and they start like their story goes into it like it just like i've really not mm-hmm. thought of jewelry this way and i'm not a jewelry I even thought about going into this interview. I was like, the last time I wore jewelry was a lip <laughs> ring. I'm pretty sure. Like, <laughs> oh, like sure. I just don't like. Yeah, yeah that, I get it. That happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm not what you would consider like a jewelry, because I wouldn't consider that jewelry. It was almost more like mm-hmm. a accessories type of thing. Sure. In a way, <laughs> uh, so I don't think of it very often, and it's not something I personally necessarily would like feel like I would develop a lot of an emotional attachment to. Right. But when I start thinking about it, it's like it almost makes you want to like have a thing because it is something that you, I think you said it like it's on you, mm-hmm. you know, like in there that it is a intimacy that in some way becomes like a physical, tangible thing that can be passed. Absolutely. On, you know, like a hug. Yep. It's totally I, like I feel that. like if you were to inherit something <clears throat> large, you know, Hey, that's great and everything, but something, it goes back to that being on the person, you know, it's like, I think of my dad, having a pocket knife all the time he still does you know but it you know it's one of those things that you can't picture that person without it so but it's small and it's something you can carry that not everyone can see but you you have it but you have it you know and you know what it means yeah Yeah. Yeah. are you saying that that you can't carry a dining table with you well it's it's (laughs) awkward especially if you're riding a scooter you can have the good like morning memory you're like i remember eating breakfast with grandma at this table but you can't like just what are you doing in work at this table i'd be like daniel the turtle Dining table oh. shell. <laughs> Mountain's dumb. All right. <laughs> um, let's just do a small moment of silence so, so we, we can, can edit, edit that, that out easy. Yeah. Click. All right. So <laughs> I think it's, the good I, thing is, Keely, it's all fixable. I'm yeah. so relieved. I'm yeah. so relieved. I'm like, is this live? That's why we have two episodes like, out of this 25 guy is we recorded. Way nerdier than I thought it was going to be. Oh. Which makes me feel comfortable. He was a, you know, I, to- I really tried to lay it out for you. I'm <laughs> A super nerdy, awkward guy. So I think uh, we have something we like to ask everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to... And I'm panicking. Uh-huh. Aaron's going to say... It's, you just finish the sentence. Yeah. Right. So he's going to say the start of a sentence. You just finish whatever comes to mind. Yep. There's no wrong answers. It's, it's okay. going to be fun. Yeah. I wish I could. <laughs> oh, no. I wish I could. I don't know be a better version of myself. You're already pretty amazing. So It's pretty good. I I don't I know if we could be in your to... presence if you were uh, <laughs> any better than what you're like are a, today. What was it Galadriel on the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's going to live for a thousand years. She yes. is like she has figured out the Dorian Gray jewelry. There's your newest line. I, so I think you're an incredible version of yourself. I think that mm-hmm. it's inspiring to see somebody who is this uh, amazing at what they do, like still feel the need to challenge themselves and to continue to hone uh, the craft and the person, right? Like I think all of us can continue to 
better who we are and how we interact with each other. Um, I think that we can be supportive of each other. And I think the crafting or creating or making community allows us a really good vehicle for support and interaction yes. as well. Um, but I do just absolutely from the bottom of my heart, I know that you were really nervous about doing this interview and it's or conversation. And <laughs> I think you're incredible and I think you're inspiring. And I'm so grateful that you chose to do this with us. Cause I was Thanks. super intimidated <laughs> about contacting you, but like, then I'm like, okay, so I've reached out. I'm just going to, and so I like type this thing, erase it, type this thing, <laughs> erase it. I'm like, how do I say what I'm trying to like, how do I get her to believe that we're legitimate enough to let us in the door? You know, 117 like, followers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no. Yeah. So like, and then you respond and you're like super gracious and kind. And I was like, okay, good. Like, <laughs> whew. Uh, but yeah, no. So thank you for welcoming us into your home, for letting us see your shop, oh, yeah. for letting us, uh, play with the most expensive jewelry I've probably ever touched in person. Sweet. Um, Handmade. Yeah. Handmade. By a real silversmith. I don't think I've but ever. But for our listeners, where do they go to see what you're making, to learn more about Keeley? Like, where can they find you online? Um, I'm floraandfauna.com. It's fauna has two U's, F-A-U-U-N-A. But um, yeah, that's I do mostly online stuff mm-hmm. and Instagram also. Um, I do some local shows, but I'm taking a little hiatus from them this year. A little creative they, sabbatical. Yeah, I'm working more on uh, just original collections instead of, like, you know, production stuff. Just gotcha. Shows. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. No, yeah, sense? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'll probably be back next year doing more indie craft shows and stuff like that. But for right now, I'm mostly online. Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dodson and Daniel Quinn. Sound design by Tyler Orsack and Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Hill.